Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wabihi nasta'in. Wassalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla bayta al-tayyibin al-tahirin. Amongst the most important objectives and purpose of our creation is to seek to know oneself. As we've mentioned the last couple of nights, the famous prophetic tradition states, "Man arafa nafsa, faqad arafa rabbah. The one who knows his self knows his Lord. And if the ultimate and absolute objective of our entire existence from living in the world before this one, to the womb of our mothers, into this alam al-dunya, into the alam al-barzakh that we will enter after we pass away from this corporeal existence, to the day that we are raised on the day of judgment, till the day that we enter into paradise, inshallah, in the proximity of the Messenger Muhammad and his immaculate family, if that ultimate objective is to know God, the prerequisite to that is to know oneself. مَنْ أَرَفَ نَفْسًا فَقَدْ أَرَفَ رَبَّهُ the one who knows his self knows his Lord. So how exactly do I go about then knowing myself? And why am I not asking the question of who am I and where did I come from and where am I going? Islamic tradition emphasizes being in a state of contemplation, pondering over the creations that are surrounding us on a day-to-day basis, pondering upon our own existence Where did I come from? Why is it that God created me with two feet, two legs, and not three? Why did he give me ten fingers and not twelve? Why do I have two eyes and not three and not one? Why are my eyes on my face and not on my feet? Asking oneself these questions allows for the ability for our intellects to actually have the capacity to know and to learn more. Let me give you this example. If someone makes an intention that they want to go and they want to run a mile and they haven't run a mile and maybe, you know, since they were in grade school, you can make that intention as much as you want, but to actually have the physical capacity to run a mile is not very easy for someone who has not run a mile in a very long time. You'll go outside, you'll be all energetic, you'll probably run a lot faster than you should, and after you complete, I don't know, 50 steps, you're going to be breathing so heavily that you want to fall over, perhaps vomit, and you're going to turn around and you're going to go back home. But what allows for someone to really be successful in their path is to try again the next day and start building up the capacity that the lungs have in order to take in that much air. The legs and the feet and the body and the arms and the shoulders, the capacity that one has to run will start to increase day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. It takes a little bit of time. Similarly, the human intellect, again, within our spiritual dimension, also needs to build up the capacity to know and build up the capacity to understand. And the exercise that one needs to engage in is the exercise of reflection and contemplation and pondering and meditating upon these most fundamental questions that are so easy to ignore. But they are so integral and so important in allowing for us to know ourselves.
So how do I know God? The first step to knowing God is to know who you are. Okay, before I begin to start to engage in pondering and contemplating in regards to who I am, what for sure do I know about myself? I know that I'm a limited creation. I know that I'm bound by time, that I'm bound by space, that I'm not going to live forever, and by God I'm incredibly ignorant of a whole host of different things. I am a sinner. I am someone who is weak. I can't even escape sleeping. How can I escape death? We are limited in our capacity in so many different aspects and phases of our life. That's not a means for us to start to deprecate ourselves, but it's for us to know the reality of who we are. Once we know our limitations, then we're able to ascend. Then we're able to grow. In the same way that you know your weak parts in your academics, in your physical body, whatever it is, then you start to work and you start to improve upon those things. Once we know that we are limited in our capacity in so many different phases and aspects of our lives, then we know that we need to turn back to our Creator. Then we know that we need to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let me give you this beautiful tradition from Imam Ali ibn Musa Rida, alayhi salam, the eighth Imam of Ahlul Bayt, peace and blessings be upon him, in which he states, Takallamu fi khalqillah, wala tatakallamu fillah. فَإِنَّ الْكَلَامُ فِي اللَّهِ لَا يَزْدَادْ سَاهِبَهُ إِلَّا تَحَيُّرَهُ He states that make sure that in your conversations talk about God's creations and don't talk about God. Because how are you going to understand God when you do not even understand God's creations? And another example, it is said that one day an atheist, he came toward Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq, the sixth Imam of Ahl al-Bayt, and he stated, O oh, Abu Abdullah, Tell me, how can you see God? Or do you see a God? This God that you worship, this God that you stand in front of, this God that you seemingly obey day and night. Why would you worship a God that you don't see? To which Imam al-Sadiq he looks to this man, this atheist, and he says, look up at the sun. That man, he looks up at the sun. For four seconds, he stares at it, then he turns his face away, obviously due to the heat and due to the light and due to the intensity. And he says, what are you trying to show me? He says, you can't even look at the creation of God. How do you expect to see God himself? We are a limited creation. And once we understand that, then we know that the only place that we can turn is the one who is not restricted by any boundaries. And that is our creator, the all-seeing, the all-hearing, the all-omnipotent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is why in that supplication of Ali, alayhi salam, in what is known as the whispered prayer of Ali ibn Abi Talib, he states, Mawlai ya Mawlai, anta al-Mawla wa ana al-Abd, fahal yarhamu al-Abda illa al-Mawla. He states, my master, O oh my master, you are the master and I am the slave. So who will have mercy upon the slave except for the master. مولاي يا مولاي أنت الجواد وأنا البقيل فحل يرحم البقيل إلا الجواد My master, oh my master, you are the all generous and I am the stingy. 
You are the all-living and virtually I am dead. So who will have mercy upon the dead except the all-living, except the creator of death and the creator of life, as we mentioned in a previous episode. We, as a human being, need to know that we are restricted. And that through these restrictions, the only way to truly know the truth of what our responsibility is to ourselves is to recognize that we are poor in the eyes of God while He is the All-Wealthy. As God states within the whole Qur'an, Ya أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ أَنْتُمُ الْفُقَرَاءُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ هُوَ الْغَنِيُ الْحَمِيدِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, O humanity, you are in a state of poverty in the eyes of God. And God, He is the all-wealthy, and He is the all-praiseworthy. We're not talking about in terms of tangible wealth. We're talking about in terms of knowledge, in terms of ignorance, where we are, and how we can compare ourselves to our Creator. Of course, there's no comparison. But through this, we begin to recognize that we have nowhere else to turn except for God. وَلَا يُمْكِنُ الْفِرَارَ مِنْ حُكُومَتِكَ As we recited in Dua Kumayr, Oh Allah, no matter where I turn, I'm always living in your kingdom. There's nowhere else to go except back to Him. فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ When you know nowhere else to turn, then you turn back to God. During the holy month of Ramadan, we begin to unveil and uncover the reality of who we are. A limited creation who can't avoid food for 16, 17, 18 hours without it allowing for our heads to explode. We're in the third night of the holy month of Ramadan. Fasting is really, really, really hard. I know. Just like all of you know. And it's so challenging, especially these first few days. And you begin to realize that you're just a slave. You're a servant of God, trying your best, and you may not be really good at this whole fasting thing. But what's going to happen is that once you begin to understand and submit to the fact that I'm going to do this for the next 27 days, because this is what God commanded from me, it starts to sort of change in terms of the way that we feel about fasting. Every day is challenging. But as we go... And as one week passes, as 10 days pass, as 15 days pass, as we get closer and closer toward the end of the holy month of Ramadan, we see that our body starts to adapt. We begin to really feel a little bit more comfortable, even though it is really challenging. Because with all of our weaknesses and all of our deficiencies, we have this incredible capacity. But sometimes we need to be woken up. We need to get a little bit of a shake-up in our life. The month of Ramadan offers us that. I'll leave you with these last couple of verses from the Holy Quran, in which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala states, "Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, wa tini wa zaytun, wa turi sinin, wa hada al-balad al-amin, laqad khalqna al-insan fi ahsan taqwim." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that He created the human being in the best of forms. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانِ فِي أَحْسَنَ تَقْوِيمِ ثُمَّ رَدَدْنَاهُ أَسْفَلَ سَافِلِينَ 
And then he lowered this creation that he created with the best of forms and then the best of potentialities to the lowest of the low. He placed us in this dunya, this world of disgrace and this world of trial and this world of difficulty and this world of tribulation, a dunya sijnul mu'min, like the hadith states that this world is the prison for the believer. Because of all of its distractions and all of its means to take you away from your ultimate purpose, which is to know yourself, and by translation, know your and and, to, and by translation to know your Lord. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala then states that they have been lowered to the lowest of the low, meaning you and I, except for those who believe, and except. For those who do good deeds. And for them is a reward with God. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to know ourselves, to learn about ourselves, to go through this journey within this life, within its ups and within the downs, within the days of the month of Ramadan, to start to uncover the reality of who we are as a creation. But we have to start by asking ourselves the right questions. Beginning with, who am I? What is my purpose? Once we start answering those questions and you start telling yourself that I am a slave of God, I have been created to be of God's service, and the end objective of my entire being is to seek closeness and proximity toward this Lord, toward this Creator, toward this Master of mine, everything else your studies, your work, your family life, your relationships, and I speak to myself before anyone else, starts to have a little bit of more clarity to it because you know what you're working toward. You're working toward being the best of those who walk on God's earth so that he can take a look at the angels and say, oh angels, look at this creation of mine who in spite of being in the midst of all of this distraction of the world, he has ascended as a light in the midst of all that darkness. And for him is a reward only with me. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us that ability and potential to reach those highest of heights. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahumma ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ahl baytah tayyibin al-tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.